0: Welcome. You've turned into Rockstar Millennial Spotlight, featuring Katherine Spitznagel, professional coach, speaker, and author of the book, Rockstar Millennials, Developing the Next Generation of Leaders. On this show, we'll feature millennials who represent this high-energy, creative, and entrepreneurial generation, and spotlight Rockstar Millennials who are living their purpose, helping others, and making a difference right where they are. Please join me in welcoming our host, Katherine
1: Spitznagel. This is Catherine Spitznagel. I'm your host for Rockstar Millennial Podcasts. And today we are honored to have Miss Alex Duffy with us. Hi, Alex. Hi, Catherine. Thanks so much for having me today. Oh, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do.
0: Oh, such a great question. So I like to say I have four jobs. <laughs> um, but my name is Alex. And uh, I, I think I mentioned this to you before, but uh, I think social media uh, professional probably covers the gamut of all the things that I do. Um, but for my nine to five job, I'm actually the senior manager of social media and community engagement. I run a social media department at a nonprofit organization called the fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, and we focus on supporting um elderly jewish people that live in the former soviet union and over in israel and then outside of my nine-to-five job i am the retail director for fashion group international which you Mm -hmm. and i are so lucky to be a part of and that's how we met yes um and then i am also um the talk show host talk show co-host Excuse me. And um, I would call myself the director of operations for the Duffy Women, which is a Facebook live talk show that my mom, sister and I have together. We've been doing it for about three years.
1: That is so fun. I'll just put my little um, plug in there for the Duffy Women.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Um, We love that. We do have a lot of fun. Um, and then my fourth and final job is I'm a fashion blogger for my own brand. It's uh, it's been rebranded since I started about ten years ago, and it's now um, just I am dot com and the uh, you know matching social media handles. So wow,
1: that's that's <laughs> a whole lot. You know when we talk about the millennial generation and how entre- entrepreneurial they are, and um, how much high energy and creativity. And, yeah, you went way past the side hustle. You got like three hustles. I don't know when you <laughs> sleep, Alex. You're just uh, energy, energy, energy all the time. So uh, tell us, how did how did these things evolve? How did you get to have four jobs?
0: Uh, it's such a good question. Um, I think that ultimately when I graduated college, I had zero clue what I wanted to do. Um, zero clue. I remember standing in, um, in the bookstore with my dad and he was telling me to go in the back corner and find, um, find something that said alumni on it, uh, like a sweatshirt. And he said he would buy it for me. And I just started crying because I was like, I don't want to be an alumni. Like I want to stay in college forever. Um, and I think a lot of that fear was because I, I studied psychology. I had uh, two minors in communication and sociology and mm-hmm. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And social media was still very new. Um, right. I think I barely had a Twitter account by the time I graduated college. So when I got into my first job, I number one, took a job that was event planning related. And then ultimately, um, after I was there for a while, they had had company Twitter accounts and company social media accounts. And because I was the kid, the youngest one there, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which maybe not <laughs> not so much something we would say now, but back then they were like, hey, you know Twitter, could you take a look at our pages and yeah. tell us if it looks good or looks bad? And that's pretty much how I started. I think right around the same time as well, I I always knew I wanted to do something by myself. I had practiced owning businesses and played Mm -hmm. owning businesses with my friends going um, so around the same time as I took that first job uh, out of college, I started uh, my fashion blog, which at the time was called Duffy Dossier, and I chronicled my experiences at secondhand and resale shops in Pittsburgh, and now it's obviously evolved to something completely different and uh, more robust, but that's how I started.
1: And I loved that, too. I thought that was just a great name. Um, but you do have a gift, uh, you know, for putting different things together and, and then talking through the logic or the feeling of, you know, why you'd put these things together and, and then, um, as good bloggers do, and you're one of them, and then, you know, tell their readers, here's how you can go about doing this. Here's how you can have this look, or here's different places to go to get it or something similar. Um and and so i love that about uh your blog because it's it's fashion uh but it's also function. Here's here's how you can do it, um which i think is fun. Aww. And thank then you. Your mom and your sister and you were just hilarious. Just that, i'll just say that about the deaf one. Uh
0: i'll uh, give i'll give a lot of credit to my sister. She's the funny one that makes the two of us funnier.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. Yes. So Tell us what, um, tell us what your purpose, what is your purpose and how do you feel like you're living your purpose?
0: You know, I go back and forth about what my purpose is. Um, and I think over the last few years, um, after I took this, this job at the nonprofit that I mentioned, um, I feel like I've really grown and solidified myself as a professional. So I didn't necessarily know what my purpose was, maybe even three, four years ago, but now mm-hmm. I feel like my so my purpose has always been this, but I ultimately feel like my interest kind of color and, and 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 streamline kind of how I'm looking at this purpose through whatever lens because as you know, sometimes I'm really into astrology, sometimes I'm mm-hmm. really into fashion, but ultimately I think my purpose in life is living to to be my authentic self and working mm-hmm. at that every single day and mm-hmm. every single week I mean I'm in therapy and I, I definitely am not perfect in that in that arena myself, um, and there's obviously things I need to learn about even being my authentic self. But I think that that is ultimately what my personal purpose is, and then mm-hmm. kind of encouraging and supporting as I see other people doing the same thing, and mm-hmm. we're all in this boat together. And so, even though sometimes you look at all my projects, and sometimes you're like, "Does this even? How do we do this? Does this even make sense? How did she get into?" this nonprofit and do this (laughs) sidekick too. Um, But really, that's it. I think, you know, you don't have to have one path or one specific way. And I think it's really important to be comfortable and confident in that and live out your life in in that way with that purpose.
1: Right. And I see you doing that. I see you, you know, living authentically, living your purpose. And I I see you being an inspiration for a lot of other people, particularly women, to say, yeah. You be you. Thank you. I mean, that's that means so much to me. <laughs> it's true, Alex, you know, and that's Aww. that's what I see you. Uh, I, I've really seen it in Fashion Group International. And you know, you're the leader there. And um, and I think that in itself is inspirational to other millennials and other young women, young designers um, in the fashion world and bloggers. And, uh, you know, we have a very diverse group, all kinds of, uh, different fashion, um, entities. And, Mm -hmm. uh, but I think you inspire that group to say, you know, you be you, you do you, you do whatever it is you do so very well. And, and it can be multiple things and it can be, um, you know, different industries and it can be something that is uplifting to you and it may not matter to anyone else, but if it uplifts you, that's a good thing. And then you'll be, Absolutely. Yeah, you have that energy to help others. So Aww. where do you see uh, that, you know, that's what I see. Where do you see yourself making a difference?
0: You know, I feel like, I feel like it's so, um, I feel like I see myself making a difference in like the micro conversations or the little things that happen
1: mm-hmm.
0: in a day. Um, mm-hmm. I think one of the things again, that I have learned at at the nonprofit that I work for is, and it's a, it's run by women. Mm-hmm. Every office that we have, we have five offices throughout the globe and they're all run by women. Um, and they really empowered me to not only, you know, stand forthright in myself, but I think watching women leaders. Um, and people that have that experience and who trust you to that, um, and empower you helps me empower other people and mm-hmm. then trust other people to do what they're doing. I think I see it mostly from the, the nonprofit transferred over into FGI. I think just working with my board and working with everybody and their specific skill sets and their talents um, and allowing them to have you know the space to experiment and to make mistakes and for it not to be this. You know, This awful experience, if you, if you screw up, um, I think millennials are really hard on themselves sometimes. I yes. think we have that tendency. So having the power to realize that that's not something I need to do to myself right. also helps mm-hmm. me kind of empower the other people that I, that I work with. And all I care about is that you're passionate about what you're doing and everything else kind of falls
1: into place. Mm-hmm. And, and I see you uh, giving a lot of grace. I think that's something else you do very well. Um, Aww. if something doesn't go just exactly according to plan and, and, you know, especially given COVID and given, uh, uh, you know, all the changes that have happened in the fashion industry. And, mm-hmm. um, I just, I see you giving folks a lot of grace and just saying, you know what, it's okay. And let's move on from here. And, um, it's important to, to keep going. It's, it's progress over perfection. And, uh, yeah. I think you live that.
0: Oh, Catherine, this is so, I'm still so warm and fuzzy. Thank you so much. That I means a lot coming
1: from you. No, I respect true. you as, a, as one of those women too. So I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So tell us uh, when you've got this many things going in your, you know, work life and non-work life and it's, you know, four different jobs. Um, you've talked some about uh, you know, self-care And, Mm -hmm. you know, taking that time, uh, for yourself. Are there specific things that, that, you know, you know, you've talked about rest and I think that's important. Um, having someone that you can talk with, I think that's, uh, important. Um, do you have certain go-to, uh, things or people when you need to rejuvenate?
0: Oh, I think you hit the nail on the head. Therapy is probably my most favorite tool in okay. my toolbox. Okay. Um, I see my therapist weekly and mm-hmm. you can tell when I haven't had my therapy session if I have to cancel it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I truly believe that, you know, some form of therapy, whether it's meditation or you go to yoga or you, I mean, I think I fully really support actually going to speak to someone who's objective and Mm -hmm. who can see things I mean I think definitely finding a therapist that's your right fit is also so so I went through three different therapists before I found the one that I see now Mm -hmm. Um, and that just really helps with progress and um, and growth but I also think too so self-care is something that I have learned is not just you know taking a day off to give yourself a spa day. I mean, it's definitely that. (laughs) We do that a lot. (laughs) Um, and we love a good face mask, but it's also giving yourself permission to take breaks. It's also giving yourself permission to say no. Um, I think, I think a few years ago I was, I was so overwhelmed with everything that I was doing and it was just so much. And I think it came out sometimes in all the wrong ways or, you know, because I hadn't, I wasn't clear, I wasn't communicating, or I wasn't aware of you know mm-hmm. where an issue was stemming from. It made balancing it a lot harder. Um, so I would say self care, therapy, but then also you know building, teaching yourself more about what self care could be. And self care is also different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Some people, you know, want to go and throw axes at one of those axes. Yeah. <laughs> and That works for you. That's great. That's
1: yeah, great. Um, yep.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah, really knowing yourself and and taking the time to to learn what actually works for you. And then, you know, you do, you set the boundaries, you set the days, you set the reminders on your calendar if you need to, Uh um, and you really just give yourself permission to indulge in in whatever you need to do to recharge.
1: I love that. Permission to indulge. Mm, Yes. Yes, That's important. (laughs) So what is next, Miss Alex? What could you possibly do next?
0: Uh, You know, it is... It's such a question. I think about it a lot. I'm like, when when I'm done with FGI, what am I going (laughs) to do? I spend so much of my time, you know, on STI on a a weekly basis, but you can only have a two-year term, so at the end of 2022, I'll be finished, but... um, I often think about a bunch of things. I would love to get married and have children maybe, Mm -hmm. but I would also love to, I've always, always dreamed about designing my own clothes and my own shoes, potentially. Shoes I I saw.
1: I saw that coming. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. I want to be the next Steve Madden, like literally somehow. (laughs) Um, but I've actually started talking to a few of the professionals in the area, mm-hmm. um, just about what their processes are, just to kind of, you know, figure it out, but... I think for a while I was so scared to because I didn't go to I didn't go to school for fashion I didn't go right. to school for design right. but I also again giving myself permission realized guess what you don't have to don't do have it to. this exact way like everybody Mm-mm. else did so that could you know one of the two or both who knows
1: who knows yeah and I think I, we see that again in Fashion Group International and it's one of the the things I love about that um, organization is that you meet so many different people that touch all different aspects of the fashion industry. Not everybody's Mm -hmm. a designer. um, And not everybody went to, uh, you know, the fashion Institute of uh, technology to, you know, before they started and, and not everybody um, who was, it was Norman Kamali that talked about having Mary Lou Luther as her mentor. Well, Mm -hmm. not, not everybody starts like that. And, right. and, uh, but I love meeting all these different folks who have just jumped in and they're like, well, oh, this mm-hmm. wasn't my first, um, you know, wasn't my first passion or it wasn't, I needed to do these things first to pay the bills or uh, I, I've always kind of done the, you know, the jewelry design on the side as my therapy. And, uh, now I'm realizing it's a, you know, it's a career, and um or the folks who um manage models you know one of our folks that that works with the the plus size models when she saw that there was such um uh, a void uh, there was such a need in that aspect of the industry and uh, i love hearing the different stories and then how people uh pivot um mm-hmm. you know one of our members is doing does very well in Europe, uh, but is trying to get into the Chicago area and wants to bring her business there. And so, uh, I love their journeys and and that many many of them didn't start with what we might call a you know a traditional um, fashion design schooling or background. And but they have a passion for it just like you do. And so we'll uh, we'll stay tuned. To see where you yes. go next. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> so, tell us what encouragement do you have for other millennials?
0: I love this question. Um, <laughs> so, my the, the the short byline would be peak blossoming um, because yes. one of the things that I think millennials and I I think you know this uh, mm-hmm. more probably than anybody, but we and I said this earlier, we kind of we kind of got a bad rap mm-hmm. and we kind of got a rough start into the professional arena. Um I think our parents knew that there was something wrong and I think they tried to teach us a different way but because they probably hadn't really experienced what that transition was supposed to look like the way that it kind of manifested into us was just work hard do it all uh and get it done mm-hmm. um and it wasn't necessarily the best formula for how we kind of we kind of um we, we presented ourselves I would say 10 years ago mm-hmm. um but now I feel like we're really seasoned and we have, a—I mean, we've always had a lot of valuable things to say. Um, but I think ultimately, you know, my biggest, my biggest advice for any fellow millennial is just to keep blossoming keep your head down keep your keep working mm-hmm. um and you know don't be afraid to not make the special announcements on social media wait until it's complete don't be afraid to ask questions right. um it doesn't mean you're a failure yeah. um and we all make mistakes i think that's another thing that maybe i don't know if it's just me personally or other fellow millennials but i always felt so bad when i would make a mistake um and nobody is perfect and right. i think again having that experience in the workforce now for at least 10 years, I feel, I feel more confident and stable and I've always known these things. Um, but I think how I see them, um, or maybe how I position them, I, have definitely grown, mm-hmm. grown in that Avenue and I'm sure, um, and I hope most of my fellow millennials would. Agree, so.
1: <laughs> well, I sure see it. And, um, I sure see the, you know, the, the blossoming, uh, yeah. I, I see it in you in just the short time. I've known you, uh, but I do see it in this generation, and I just—that's uh, why I have such a heart uh, for this generation—is that I see so much potential. And and like you, I think sometimes they do get a bad rap, and so uh, that's that's the impetus for this podcast—is um, you know to be your voice or to give you a voice, give you another platform for a voice, and um, I just there's no end to the rockstar millennials that I meet and I keep meeting and, uh, and, and there's no end to the talent that I see and the passion. And I think that is something that's unique about this generation is that they, they are passionate and they're passionate about living their purpose. And, Mm -hmm. um, and that's powerful. And and you're just a prime example of that. So thank you, Alex, for joining us, uh, for joining us today.
0: Oh, well, Catherine, thank you. And thank you so much for all of your work with our generation. I, I know when I met you two years ago and you told me this is what you were doing, I just thought it was so amazing to have yes, yeah, someone like you who advocates and sees us. And um, and I just so appreciate you. I'm honored that you thought of me. And I'm so glad that you you had me on your podcast today.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. And thanks to all our listeners. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. to Rockstarmillennials.com. You can find us on iTunes, you can see us on YouTube, and uh, don't miss a podcast. Be sure and sign up, rockstarmillennials.com. And until we meet again, thank you. Talk soon. To share your thoughts about this
0: episode, subscribe to future podcasts, submit a discussion topic, or shine a light on a rockstar millennial in your world, Contact. Katherine Spitznagel at rockstarmillennials.com and click on Contact Us.